Welcome to Hive Mind. I'm Meg, and I am here with Eli. Eli, hi. Hi. What have you been watching? Oh, a couple of things. First of all, I went down a Jim Carrey rabbit hole. What? Did you have you followed the Jim Carrey conspiracy theories about the Illuminati? No. Tell okay. me everything, honey. Okay, this is weird. Okay, so. Apparently, there are a lot of people who have been following this for about six years, and I have just heard about it in the last week, thanks to TikTok. Okay. It's what the kids are doing now. So, Jim Carrey in 2015. Are you a Jim Carrey fan? Am I, is, are there Jim Carrey fans? I mean, in the 90s, there were like Jim I mean, Carrey fans. I, am, I don't like that he's anti-vax. He's an anti-vaxxer? Yeah. Jenny McCarthy, was. he was either still married to or was married to she led like the anti-vax uh vaccines right. cause autism yeah i remember that and he was a part of that other than oh. that i'm like i you say the name jim carrey and i have zero emotional response really positive or negative I what like, about you well like his a lot of his early 90s stuff was so obnoxious to me i will forever stand by dumb and dumber i'll say that fine but his movie he was he he could be pretty obnoxious oh yeah i think when he was doing in living color which i think was like his that's how he got a start do you remember that show yeah uh i think he was pretty funny on that okay and uh he played this character where he was attached to as an adult man they never cut the umbilical cord so he was still attached to his mother and it was the dumbest sketches but like his mom would like follow him around and they had like the umbilical cord attached to each other. And and it was like the ultimate mama's boy. Like, yeah, yeah, character. yeah, yeah. Um, and then I feel like he started doing more dramatic films in like the Truman late 90s, show. early 2000s. Truman Show, which I love. Yeah. Uh, and then he did. Punch Drunk. No, wait, that was Adam Sandler. But um, uh, I, the, the Spotless Mind. Yeah, that one, which is like a cult. People love that yeah, movie. Yeah, isn't it Charlie Kaufman? I don't oh, know. Someone's going to get so Kate, mad at me. Kate Winslet, not. though. Yeah. And Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's what it is. And uh, I, I saw it years ago and I liked it fine. But like people love that movie. And then do you remember he did that movie called The Majestic, which was just like a feel good yes. wartime era. It's like 70 minutes too long. Probably. Yeah. But like if you're if you're looking for if you're looking to just like spend some time in a lovely town in 1950. It's it's a fine movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I like Jim Carrey just fine. Well, in 2015, Jim Carrey goes on Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. And they were promoting Dumb and Dumber or what did they call that movie? Dumb and Dumber 2? I it was the sequel. Don't believe that's a real thing, but Do you not remember this? They had like a Dumb and Dumber, but it was not them. It was not those two. Okay, well, I think he was promoting a sequel to Dumb and Dumber. Anyway, he goes on Jimmy Kimmel 2015. Okay. okay. You can watch this on YouTube. Okay. And he walks out onto the stage and he does, he puts his hands in like this, the diamond signal on, or like a sign on his face and sticks his tongue out, which apparently is like an Illuminati, secret Illuminati sign. I don't know why. Why would someone do a secret sign on late night TV? I'm, yeah, exactly. So he walks out and the audience is cheering and he does it multiple times to the audience. It's very awkward. And Jimmy Kimmel's standing over behind his desk, like, this is weird. And he turns and does it to Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Kimmel's like, welcome and like sit down. And he like stays up for a while doing this. And the audience is like cheering and laughing. So then he goes and sits down and he's like, don't act like you don't know what that symbol means, Jimmy. And Jimmy Kimmel's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, oh, yeah, like you don't know. It's the Illuminati symbol. And then he goes on this whole rant 
about how the Illuminati are controlling Hollywood and they're forcing them all to entertain people to distract them from what's really happening in the world. It's like this weird. What's really happening? I don't. He didn't get to it. And everybody, the audience is like laughing because it's Jim Carrey doing like this bit or whatever. And then he finishes it and he's like, anyway, go see my movie. And then they all laugh and cheer. And then he and Jimmy Kimmel do the Illuminati sign together. Okay. (laughs) Apparently, people in the audience have spoken out and have like written online about how they were there that day and that no one in the audience was laughing and everyone was terrified and that the um, the network added a laugh track after to try and lighten it up because it was so awkward and weird. And apparently all this bad stuff started happening to Jim Carrey after this, like his girlfriend died in a tragic accident and like a bunch of other things. And he's like never been on any and anything since. And so there's this whole internet conspiracy that Jim Carrey, that all of the Hollywood elites are part of the Illuminati and Jim Carrey tried to blow it out of the water and he is facing repercussions for it now. I love that. I'm obsessed with that. I'm going to choose to believe it. The only hiccup (laughs) is that if I'm a network exec and I have an interview where it's extremely awkward, that interview is going to be watched a bunch of times and that's going to be good for me. To have like a standout interview that people are putting eyes on. Well, it's not. I watched it fresh and I was like, oh, it's just Jim Carrey doing a bit. And the audience seems to think it's funny. Right, right, right. What I'm saying is I wouldn't add the laugh track. I would let it be awkward because more people would watch it that way. You know, everyone would be talking about this awkward interview and I would make more money. Okay. No, fair point. Unless I too am part of the Illuminati. Illuminati, like, what if the Illuminati reached out and they're like, "You need to fix this," and okay. so they're like, "We'll just make it look like it was just a joke and everybody was just joking." I mean, we should be careful because one girl made a TikTok last summer, and then all of a sudden, everyone thought that Wayfair was selling children in closets. <laughs> so you know, like, let's take our TikTok conspiracy theories. With a grain of salt, but that is fun. This is a fun one. That's fun. And I, I went on the YouTube video, and there, and of course, like there are like thirty-five people who have commented. They're like, "I was there that day. No one was laughing." I'm like, mm-hmm. "I'm okay. sure thirty-five of you got on YouTube to comment." Yeah, yeah, yeah. The twelve-year-old living with yeah. parents. Like, <laughs> I was there. All right. Well, very cool. Love that. So I've uh, been watching. Um, I've been watching that, and then I started. I restarted. Do you remember the Cosmos series? It was like ten years ago. Neil deGrasse Tyson did it. Yeah. Uh, and it was a re not a remake, but like another iteration from the much earlier, like 1980s. What was that scientist? Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan's um, Cosmo series. Uh, did you ever watch the Neil deGrasse Tyson one from no. 10 years ago? No. Are you not into this kind of stuff? Uh, I like astrology. Am I not into astrology? astronomy? I mean, astro- yeah, astronomy <laughs> and science. <laughs> astrology. I'm sorry. What's the I'm difference? I'm so tired. <laughs> My kids were in, like, all three of them were malfunctioning this morning. My brain is not functioning properly. Gotcha. Astronomy. I th- Like, I'm I'm interested, but I just never got around to watching. They're fun. Okay. And, and they're really interesting. You know, it's easy watching for the most part because it really dumbs down science for people who are like me, who are, you know, just, sure. I just need the surface level. Like, oh. Yeah, like, I took the ACT and, I, and then I immediately flushed yeah. every scientific fact I've ever learned. Yeah. And I'm I am like a, I'm a lazy space nerd. I love space facts, yeah. but I'm not willing to put invest a lot to understand 
the science or whatever. Sure. So Cosmos is like a great, like sit and watch a knit and like, oh, that's interesting. Didn't realize Saturn was that big. Yeah. You know, that's about it. So, but anyway, so they've done like a part two uh, in the last couple of years. It's like Cosmos two or something. Okay. Still with Neil. Neil deGrasse Tyson, who he drives me crazy. Like, sure. let me be clear. I'm not watching it because I'm a Neil deGrasse Tyson fan. Uh, but like the content is interesting. It's digestible, uh, really cool visuals. Okay. And so I'm enjoying it. Uh, and so I think you should check it out. Will do. What have you been watching? Luca. What's Luca? The new Pixar movie. <gasps> I'm so sorry. Can I do say one more thing? Yes. I, I can't believe I forgot this. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. The Good Fight oh. season five finally dropped episode one. Meg, it is so good. Okay. Okay. Let me just tell you this one thing, because I know that we've like joked about like Eli watches The Good Fight. It is a critically acclaimed show. Sure. It has almost 100. Every season has between like 96 and 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like getting it. And the the point of The Good Fight is it's a spinoff of The Good Wife, but it's they take uh, they take the world and they make it they hyperbolize it. Like that's its art form is it like takes what's happening in the world and makes it even more ridiculous. Okay. And it's like intentionally hyperbolized. Okay. It's not like Madam Secretary where like they kind of want you to take it seriously, but it's it's ridiculous. It's like what's happening is the show being like wink, wink. This is ridiculous, but we're like entertaining you with it. And it's so well done. Well, the first episode of this new season, um, because they've been off for like a year and a half because of COVID. They did an episode that is just called Previously On, and they shot the whole episode as if they're doing a flashback to the last year as though, like, these are prior episodes, but it's all new content. Okay. So it's, like, Previously On, The Good Fight, and then it, like, shows, like, a scene of something happening that has not actually happened in the show, but it's catching you up on what happened to everybody last year. So it's, like, going through and, like, showing somebody getting COVID and, like, showing, you know, showing them, like, on election night, watch the election happening and, like, reacting to that and showing the insurrection. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is it was so interesting because the show is so absurd. It's like real life events, what's really happening in the world, but more absurd. They get to the scene where they're watching the insurrection on the TV and Christine Baranski says, I never would have thought I would have seen something on this TV more ridiculous than what I've experienced in the last four years. And it was like sort of a statement to like, in, on January 6, 2021, real life passed up the absurdity of the good fight. Whoa. And it was kind of like, I like started thinking back and I'm like, oh my gosh, the insurrection was more ridiculous than anything I've seen on this show, which has been an escapism to, to something that is just ridiculous. Yeah. And it was, it was kind of gross, Yucky. but yeah. interesting. Anyway, the good fight. I am so excited for this season. I'm really happy for you. Thank you. Okay, Luca. Luca is the new Pixar movie. It is delightful. It's set in southern Italy. And it's about a boy who's like a sea monster, but can go on land and be human. He makes a friend who does the same thing. And they befriend a little girl in the town. And it's just very, very fun. Very cute. I feel like Pixar the last few years has really tried to give its viewers like, severe existential crises and mm-hmm. this is very much just like a return to basics okay. very sweet movies so you don't feel like pixar did that from the beginning it's like in Toy the last Story few years of. it's been like like soul was like right. completely existential you know to a point where you're like okay but what's the story yeah. like what <laughs> what's happening uh and this is just a cute story that you can interpret a million different ways than people have. Okay. I finished it. I was like, oh, what a nice 
uh, allegory for gay people. And Stephen was like, no, it was about immigration. Like, it's like oh, very funny. Yeah. So I would love to hear your thoughts. if you, Do you Is it uh, Disney Plus? Mm hmm. And yeah. theaters. It's not in theaters. Disney I Plus. wanted to take it, my children to go see it, and it's not in theaters. And your kids liked it. They loved it. Okay, great. Yeah, we've watched it twice. Um, we've gotten into Rick Steves lately. Oh, I love Rick Steves. Rick Steves is the freaking best. He's the best. He's. I could just sit and watch Rick Steves. In fact, we have just like spent evenings just watching Rick Steves wander around the weird parts of Europe. And he's like su such a boring dude but for some reason he's so fun to watch yeah it's it's so pbs right like yeah. great british baking show bob ross rick steves like it's just a vibe yeah you're just getting a vibe like i don't have the emotional energy to really feel right now yeah and so i'm gonna turn on this show and just experience whatever this person's experiencing and they're so chill about it yeah i'm chilled about it I've read that he's pretty like sarcastic in real life. Really? So what, cause on the show, you know, he's, he's going to different places and showing like how to tour around, you yeah. know, a city and like, and here's where you can get some nice ice cream and that like PBS music is playing. Yeah. And, um, I've heard in real life, he has a lot of resentment toward American travelers because he thinks that Americans embarrass us throughout the he world. hates tourists. Hates tourists. Yeah. But on the show, he's very like his show is geared toward tourists. Like right. that's his audience. And he's just like, let me show you how to have a nice time in this city. But it's, it's kind of interesting to, to see him, you know, he, what else I know about Rick Steves is that he is a huge advocate for legalizing marijuana. Mm. And also I ran across this fact yesterday. Uh, Rick Steves having built deep empathy for the homeless in his travels, spent his savings on purchasing an apartment complex allowed it to be run by the YWCA to house single mothers in drug recovery. And in 2017, in response to Trump's election, just gave it to the YWCA in full. Whoa. Cool, right? Yeah. Cool, dude. Yeah. Love that, Rick Steves. Yeah. Um, and then for the Patreon, I've been watching Cruel Summer. And for the other episodes of this podcast, I've been watching Top Chef and The Bachelorette. And I just have a packed TV schedule Plus, I watched Prisoners to talk about it with you because we are continuing our Jake Gyllenhaal is good and Meg is convincing Eli series. <laughs> Eli, what did you think of Prisoners? Oh my goodness! First of all, I don't. I it, this is one of these things where I saw who was in it because everyone is in it. Yeah, everyone's in it. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, Viola Davis. Uh, who else? Everybody. A uh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman is in it. Uh, a bunch of people you just recognize. Melissa Leo, mm -hmm. Paul Dano. Yeah, Paul Dano. Um, Terrence Howard. Yeah. Yeah, Terrence Howard's in it. So I was like, how did I not know? Yeah. And then I realized it's one of my life black holes because this movie came out while I was living in Palau and I like had a media blackout for a year. Okay. So okay. were you aware of this movie when it came out? No, because um, okay. I think it was a sleeper hit. Okay. What do I think of this movie, Meg? I everybody is so good in it. Yeah. The performances are great. The writing is incredibly clever. It's a really compelling story. I wish I had not seen this movie. Really? Was it that upsetting to I, you? This movie was so upsetting to me. It like I couldn't sleep after it. I mean, there is long depictions of a mentally disabled young man being tortured, like Dick Cheney era, like torture. Yeah type torture and it's at the hands of a protagonist that you're supposed to be sympathizing with. And I don't I, know. I don't know. 
I understand, and we can get into like the and and it's it's an interesting conversation, but like that was something that I just like did not need to see or be aware of. Um, I, I it just the movie was so I don't think I would recommend it to anybody. I will say I think Jake Gyllenhaal's pretty good in it. <laughs> what roll the tape? Back. He's not. He's not. Uh, he's not outperforming anybody. No, I mean I think this is Hugh Jackman's movie. It's Hugh Jackman's movie. I think Viola Davis is like she comes in hot and yeah. she's she's. I mean her her character and her performance in this is very similar to her character and performance in Doubt. It's mm-hmm. like that emotional like kind of grappling with something that's happening with her child. Uh, and she's just very good. Every scene that she pops in, I, I like. I think that she's stealing the scene that she is in. Yes, Hugh Jackman's doing the most work. Um, to me, like I didn't like watching Hugh Jackman in this because he, he was so disturbing to me because he's performing torture mm-hmm. and he's so angry. And you know, from a from the perspective of a viewer who is not who has not just lost their child irrationally angry and like that is kind of upsetting to watch and frustrating because I'm just like get it together you know like that that aspect but this is just I don't know like did you not find this movie upsetting it it's upsetting but it's not the most upsetting thing I've seen I think if you've seen true detective you can handle pretty much anything Mm. um and I mean, if there is there's one shot in this where I was like, I would have been okay to not see that. Yeah, I think because Paul Dano plays the character whom they are torturing, and I just know Paul Dano, who Paul Dano is and what he's done, it was a little easier for me to compartmentalize. Okay, um, it was originally rated NC seventeen, and they cut out a lot of the torture. Oh my gosh. Well, so what I'll tell you is, and I don't, it's not even just that it, the torture is happening to somebody with mental disabilities. I hate torture in anything. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. I don't understand why anybody would want to see it. But um, the, this is a film where like two families, kids get kidnapped and they're trying to find their, their kids. And Hugh Jackman's character is convinced that this young man who's mentally disabled is the one that did it. So he kidnaps him and is torturing him while Jake Gyllenhaal as a detective is trying to figure out who actually did it. And pretty early in the movie, I was like, if it is the case that Hugh Jackman successfully gets this young man to admit that he did it. And if it is the case that this mentally disabled young man is the person who did it, this is I'm going to be outraged at this movie yeah because and i was like there's no way this movie is going to be so irresponsible to a like send the message that like mentally disabled people are dangerous and they kidnap children and b torture works i was like there's no way this movie is going to do that and so spoiler alert i was relieved to get to the end to find out that like no he hadn't he he was not the person who was kidnapping children and torturing them or you know doing whatever killing them and b the the torture didn't actually work. Like he didn't actually get information out of him as a result of the torture. Uh, he did. Well, I the young man started finally babbling after like a week, but I don't. He said something. They only cried when I left. No, he said no, 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 no. no, no. What did maze. he say? He said I escaped the maze. I escaped the maze, but he didn't. He didn't disclose anything about the children. He yeah. was talking about his own past trauma, which was uh, I am. I was also kidnapped as a child and I escaped it. Yeah. I honestly could have, I think they could have entirely removed the plot point of Hugh Jackman 
kidnapping this guy and torturing him and it still would have been a compelling movie. I would have liked the movie a lot better. I think it would have been just more straight up and down whodunit movie, which I always love. I'm always going to watch that movie. It did add an interesting element uh, and made, you know, Hugh Jackman a very complicated protagonist. And in the original spoiler, in the original ending, Hugh Jackman dies they never find him Mm -hmm. um and then at the last second they added him blowing a whistle and is discovered and i was okay with him just never being found you know at the Mm -hmm. movies and i was like well the girls are okay and hugh jackman hugh jackman wasn't a great dude i don't feel conflicted about this and i i kind of wonder if that's the point right if if that's what uh the screenwriter wanted us to feel it's i i think like they're, they want you to grapple with the fact that people in pain can do terrible things to other people to try and get out of that pain. Well, and that's what Melissa Leo tells him, right? Like, mm-hmm. we kidnap these people's children and it turns the parents into demons. Mm-hmm. That's our war on God. Which, like, I didn't love her, um, what, what, you know, when, like, a villain monologues exposition. at the end. Yeah, the exposition. Yeah. I thought the exposition was a little... yeah overwritten and there were maybe better ways to have her communicate that but it's a very interesting idea Mm -hmm. um this screenplay has an interesting history it was passed around hollywood for a long time Hmm. before anyone made it and it kept like all these people loved this screenplay uh, but they would just commit to other projects like hugh jackman was committed to do it originally and then dropped out and then it was recast to do it like mm. it just took forever to get made and i think it went through a lot of revisions mm. in the process and i wonder what elements were added and what were taken away okay i really liked it i know you loved it uh i'm i will no longer i am no longer going to say that i think jake Hall is a bad actor like I, I'm, I'm okay now. I think Jake Gyllenhaal is good at what he does. Okay, okay. I'm not looking to watch more Jake Gyllenhaal. Is that because you don't want to watch Enemies? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's the his, last one on the our last list. few of his movies that I've had to watch have been so depressing. Zodiac. Zodiac. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah. Yeah. Zodiac. Zodiac's tough. What was the other one we watched of his? Oh, Nightcrawler was kind of depressing. Yeah. He's yeah. Dark, he picks dark, just do dark He's like Paul Dano. Like they just. Love- they love weird, depressing projects. Yeah. And they're good. What did you think of um, Bob Taylor, that side plot? Bob Taylor. Who's Bob Taylor? Who they originally arrest. He has the mazes all over his house. Okay. Um, I'm glad that you brought this up. I was a little confused in the end. So was he one of the kidnapped victims? Mm-hmm. And then he got away mm-hmm. and then just like obsessively drew mazes in his house. Mm-hmm. And like recreated the crimes without actually hurting anyone. Okay. So he was another one because he clearly has, he's presented as disabled in some way. Like he's cognitively, something's wrong. Yeah. And I think we later find out that it's because he was kidnapped as a child by this same perpetrator and tortured essentially. And it, it, you know, did a lot of psychological things to him, but partway through the movie, they catch him and he confesses to the crimes and it looks like he did it. And he's got um, evidence in his house that make it look like he did it. And at that point I was like, they're, they can't pin this on him. Like this cannot be the way this movie ends. There's 45 minutes left. Yeah. Like, and so I, it was almost like, when they finally get to the end and you find out who actually did it and it's not somebody with disabilities, it's somebody like, you know, with their faculties. And yeah, I mean, she's 
got some issues, but I was like, okay, good. We finally found somebody that I'm okay with being like, that's the perpetrator. You know, I just did. I so did not want it to be like these young people who were not functioning at like a normal adult level. I thought, I mean, I've watched a lot of, uh, you know, whodunits and Mayor of Easttown, you know, and like, I feel like I've gotten pretty good at identifying what's going to, what are we being introduced to that will come up later? Yeah. This movie did a really good job of catching me by surprise. Yes. When he, uh, when Jake Gyllenhaal goes to visit the woman whose son was kidnapped mm-hmm. 30 years ago, you know, I was like, oh, kidnaps happened before. And, you know, in no way was I like, we're going to meet the kid who was kidnapped. Like, yeah. that was just a complete surprise to me. Yeah. And that's impressive. To be able to do that to me at this point in my movie watching career is no easy feat. I'm very bad at guessing endings. Like, I'll watch movies with people with it where people be like, saw that coming an hour ago. And I'm like, really? <laughs> uh, and but but so with that caveat, this movie, like it was surprise after surprise to me. It was just like, oh, this is clever. And yeah, it's well written. Clearly put a lot of effort and thought into and directed by one of our greatest directors, Dillis Villeneuve, who oh, did Arrival. He yeah. did Sicario. This was his first English film. Cool. Yeah. And I think that's why it didn't get the attention. It, got in 2013 because no one knew who he is and i think if he released it now it would be a much bigger deal but those the names in this movie are so huge i just don't understand how you can I cast mean, that many big names i think it was just like a smaller project you know I and mean, it, it did well I it made money but viola davis was i feel like just kind of entering the public consciousness at this point 2013 well when was doubt that was it the was first like time i saw 2010 her. So, but these are her earlier years of yeah. being a megastar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because she she has doubt. She has uh, uh, the help, which I think was she around twenty fourteen. Just started doing How to Get Away with Murder. That show. Yeah. Okay, but the, these are her early years when she starts becoming a household name. And now, like you put Viola Davis in a movie, and I feel like everybody's aware of that. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And maybe yeah. that wasn't the case when in 2013. Yeah, it's also interesting. We haven't seen anything like this from Hugh Jackman since. You know, mm-hmm. he did this performance, and I wonder if it's because it didn't get the recognition maybe people thought it would, that yeah. he just decided Greatest Showman was his career path moving <laughs> he's, forward. He also, he's so angry in this movie that he, it, he's almost unrecognizable to me. Yeah. 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 And apparently, you know, they were doing those torture scenes and Villeneuve said to him, I need you to be ferocious. And so he just went like completely bonkers. And that's the footage they use. So, okay, Uh, I feel like you need a break. So what do you say (laughs) to next week watching the new Steven Soderbergh movie? What is it? Let me find the title. It's out tonight. Okay. Are you, are we looking, are we excited for it? We're excited for it, but you didn't like let them all talk. So you might not like it. I told you, well, I think I had a similar feeling that you did, which is it's a little boring, but it's three actresses that are like fun to watch anyway. No sudden move on HBO max. No sudden move. Okay. It's it's star studded. Who's in it? Don Cheadle, Benicio del Toro, David Harbour, John Hamm, Amy Stamets, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser is still it. around. Kieran Culkin, Noah Duke, Craig Grant, Julia Fox, Frankie Shaw, Ray Liotta, and Bill Duke. Are we watching this because of Kieran Culkin? In part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Meg's long-standing crush on Kieran Culkin. He's a weirdo, and yeah. I love him. And yeah. also Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll be back. We're going to take a break before we do Enemies for Eli's sake. We're going to do No Sudden Move next week. Watch along if you'd like, and we'll see you then.